Hey guys, welcome to episode five, numero cinco of Wide Open Podcast. We keep moving this this ball down the road. Um, keep record for some reason. We keep deciding to record another one, and Dan keeps coming over and keeps taking time out of his day or night to record. And here we are, number five. So uh, I have gotten after I published episode four. Uh, a week or two ago, I got so much positive feedback from so many people. And Dan, I think you did too, right? Yeah, I was surprised to hear from people that I respect that listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's always a big one, right? You have a bunch of people reach out to you, but then you, you have the, the ones that you really uh, re- respect give, give you good feedback. That That's always good. So, yeah, I mean, thank you guys again for, for listening. It really does. It, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to to Dan, um, just really, um, really grateful to have uh, people listen to this that enjoy the the content and enjoy kind of riding along this this journey journey with me. Uh, and that kind of uh, made me think about one thing: of why I decided to do a podcast specifically, not not the business aspect uh, or the wide open podcast uh, piece of it, but why why a podcast? Why not write a book? Why not? Uh, I don't know. Do a blog. Do a blog. Yeah, sure. Like, why, why not doing that stuff? Um, so I did think about writing a book for a while, and I just realized I absolutely. I, mean, I didn't realize I've known this for my entire life. I hate reading. I absolutely hate it. Like, I, I can listen to audiobooks all day long and absorb the knowledge, but looking at words on pages in a book, it is the death of me. I absolutely hate it. And so I got to think one day, like, why am I trying to write a book and it's going to expect other people to read what I hate reading? Like, good night. Like, I may have been able to write a decent book, but goodness gracious, if I hate trying, if I hate sitting through a book, why would I expect anyone else to do it? And I also realized that, man, I really enjoy listening to podcasts. You can do Really, I mean, it's, it's a it's a blank slate. You can do whatever you want to with it, and there's so many avenues um, nowadays to to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and different ways to to create and absorb content. That uh, podcast just just made a lot of sense, and it's like, like you like you and I do right now. It's it's a good way for us just to talk back and forth. There's no real set agenda. I've got a few yeah. notes that I want to make sure I hit, but it's it's fluid. Um, so I just figured I'd, I'd give a little context on why I chose to do a podcast as opposed to something else. And yeah, if you hate books, probably listen to a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess that leads us into my favorite part. Oh, my favorite part too. Um, <laughs> Let's just end the show after this. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, I, what, is this the, the drink of the week? Is, drink it, of the week. is that what we call it? I don't know. Yeah. So, what what do you got for me, Dan? Okay. Well, it's. I mean, it's basically a chocolate teeny. I don't know if it is. It's. I I threw stuff together. I tested this out a week ago. You know, it's a it's a seasonal kind of Christmassy type of drink. It's it's a chocolate teeny. Um, so yeah, it's it's a. For, for those who are keeping track, it's two ounces of vodka, a ounce and a half of dark cacao, cacao, there, cacao. I always, <laughs> I always want to say cocoa. Cacao. It's cacao. <laughs> a, uh, 
And uh, like three quarters of an ounce of peppermint schnapps and then a half an ounce of heavy whipping cream. Mix it all together in an ice shaker. Pour it out into a martini glass. And here we go. Which we have martini glasses. Sort of. <laughs> Good enough. Yes. <laughs> so. All right, here we go. All right, chocolatini. And I am a fan of chocolatinis, so this probably did good. Man, I love them. I absolutely love chocolatinis. They're, they taste like what you expect, but they also taste like what you wouldn't expect. They always have a lot more bite than I expect. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just it's alcoholics. Dessert paradise. It's just, yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a pretty good combination. Not too sugary. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, tis the season for chocolatinis, I guess. Um, and that is a very good chocolatini. Oh, then. thank you. Um, so, like six three. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> minus two more points. No, oh, um, no, man, that's that's gonna be up there on this. It is one of my 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 favorite drinks, especially dessert style drinks, man. Uh, I'm going to go 8-6. Eight, six. Whoa. 8-6. Eight, I think that's the leader. Oh. I think that's the leader. Is it the leader? Did we not give it nine? I think you gave me an 8-5 on The Godfather, possibly. We'll have to go back and listen. I don't know. I don't listen to these podcasts. We, we, we need to do a live <laughs> podcast. We have people give us comments <laughs> yes. and let us know. Um, so, all eight, right. 8 Wow. Well, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm getting... Uh, a little low on this one, so we might have oh, to take a little break. Take a little break here and uh, get some new ones uh -huh. bored. So uh -huh. yeah, all right, everybody, you heard it first here. Chocolatini, eight point six on episode five of Wide Open Podcast, and let's get started. With this episode of Wide Open, um, I, I know in, pre in previous episodes, I kind of talked about a lot of like the struggles and the um, kind of the not so um, glorious side of starting a business. But in this one, um, man, I just wanted just to kind of just talk about um, man, how much of a blast I've been having uh, lately uh, running SFE services and... Man, I mean, I've been having a blast. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, I was talking to Emily, uh, my wife, earlier today, and I was talking to her. I was like, man, I was like, I don't know if you've noticed. I was like, but I feel like my mood's better. Like, I feel like I just, like, I carry myself differently or just better now. I feel like I'm more patient. Like, it's just kind of weird. And I, I don't know if there's one thing to attribute that to. Or what? I mean, it could be that I'm working overnight and I'm naturally a night owl, so I'm not like it's it's kind of going to like maybe lining like my, up with your nature. Yeah, it's, it's going like my natural circadian kind of rhythm, you know, as opposed to having to get up at five thirty when I'm normally circadian. you know. That's yeah, a good word. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, wide open podcast. You, ex <laughs> you expect the best. I expect the best. That's that's a great use of circadian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I've just been having a blast and, um, yeah, just, uh, it, it, and it, 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 it permeates Miller. That's decent. <laughs> all right. Decent all right. Tap, tone it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it, it permeates into so many other things outside of just running a successful um, business. Um, and so, you know, I get what we talked about earlier with um, episode four being released and getting a lot of feedback about that. And that, that, that feedback leads into questions that people have. And one of the main questions is, you know, how's it going? How, how's the business doing? Um, you know, how are you doing? And you know, my answer to them is, man, like I'm doing phenomenal. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I think now I'm only month and a half into doing this, you know, really well, actually two, two. Two months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Time, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm only two months into doing this, but um, I really do think this is really one of the best decisions um, I've made in, in my life. And obviously the business is doing well, not a million dollar business yet, roughly a quarter of the way there. Um, and it keeps growing. And, uh, I mean, it, that, that obviously helps, but man, I, I've got a phenomenal crew that works for me. Um, they do such a great job. And so that takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. I know I can count on them. And so just having that, like having that stability, having that trust in, in my crew that, that adds to it, um, gaining more business, you know, growing, you know, the top line that helps with it. Uh, side, side question, if you don't mind, this is, uh, do, you, do you think the, the confidence that you've had in your crew here hasn't always been that way? Do you think that's do, uh, you know, I know you pay top dollar relatively speaking. Do you think that has a lot to do with it? That you're gaining the best Talent, yeah, best workers. and that's actually one thing. Uh, I'm glad you asked that because that's 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 going to be um, kind of the, the the wrapping up piece of this mm. podcast. I want to kind of touch okay. on like, right. the, the current labor okay. market, um, but no, I, I agree. Um, when when you're, I'm trying not to get too much into what I want to talk about at the end, but <laughs> when when you pay a competitive wage the quality of candidates goes up. It just does. Mm -hmm. It just does. You're, if you're paying minimum wage, you're going to get a minimally talented and a minimally committed employee. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. Some businesses that works. Mm -hmm. Some businesses, some businesses thrive on, on turnover. They, they don't need committed. They need somebody yeah. to stand in one spot and push a button over and over. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But um, what kind of a podcast producer do you think you'd get to show up for free? <laughs> that, showing up for free is, is not the, the kicker. Um, you really can't get a good one for that. I'll tell you how you get a good one is you get a good podcast producer when they show up for free. Genuinely are one of your best friends. Wow. And make you drinks every time. <laughs> then, then, then you can really get 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 someone. Okay. Um, so good point. Yeah. Good point. You really, you really got to find like there's suckers, and then there's like super suckers. <laughs> uh, there, there's like blow pop suckers where there's like the the extra little treat in the middle. Um, your extra little treat is, is the drinks, and um, you know, I mean, I just yeah. you know, All right. it's fair point. That's what it takes. 
So, um, so yeah, it, a lot of a lot of it I think does have to do with um, paying a premium wage. But then again, I will say a, a lot of the people. Um, I'm sorry, not a lot, but um, I've only got four employees, so what's a lot? Um, some of the employees I have came from employees I already had. And so uh, uh, being a good judge of character, um, when you hire a, a good employee, normally they're going to know someone else that's probably of similar character, similar integrity. And if that person's looking to you know find a job or whatever – a lot of times they'll, they'll suggest them. So does that answer your question? That yeah, no, that's good. Sense? I was wondering about that, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been good. And, um, and it's just uh, every every night I go into to work. And speaking of podcasts and why I did a podcast, I listen to podcasts literally every single night. Um, that's normally six to eight hours straight of listening to podcasts. Wow. Um, I listen to uh, this I'm not biased at all. I don't care what your political stance is, whatever. But I do listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Right, yeah, and it's I, I don't. I think he's maybe can't. One. I think he's number one. I think, I think he's, he's number one. Number one podcast in the world. Yeah, I don't think it's. Close. Um, and I, I listen. I listen. I'm not necessarily listening to Joe. I'm listening to the people he interviews, mm-hmm. and he just has such a wide variety of people he talks to. Um, so, you know, I I can I can go into work every night. I can get educated mm-hmm. while I'm doing work. And it's just really cool going into work, like knowing that although I'm just I'm scrubbing a floor inside of a fast food restaurant, like I'm building I'm building something as I'm doing it. Mm. I'm not just doing a, a, a mindless task. Like there, there's an end goal here. There's a four-year goal of a million dollar business. And every stroke of that brush that I make on the floor is one tiny step closer to that goal. Wow. And it, man, that drives me. Like I, I, I understand, I, I get it that I love it. cleaning, like jan- it's literally janitorial work. Got it. Get it. Good. Thank you. <laughs> it sucks. Like I get it. You think of a janitor, you think of being in high school, the dude with the keychain has mm-hmm. got 150 keys. You can hear him walking down the hallway from a hundred yards away, jingling, jangling. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get that's the stigma, but I don't even think about it that way. Mm. Man, I just, I, I think about when I go into these restaurants and they're really dirty. Just from, <laughs> man, these, these Chick-fil-A restaurants, are, they're pumping out so much chicken. It's crazy. And I go in and they look, they look like a disaster and I leave and it looks like a brand new store. Right. Um, there's just uh, mentally, I, I know it's it's something that's that's getting yeah. me closer to my goal. You're the kind of person. Me. You're the kind of person that's going to take pride in what you're doing, no matter what you're doing. Right. I mean, there's trust me. There have been multiple times where I've been tired. I've been in a hurry, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't have to do this tonight, or I clean a section of the store. It looked like shit, and I'd be like, well, that's all right. It, it, an hour after they open, they won't notice. And they're like, I've, I will literally like get to the end of the night. I'm like, it'll just you bug me. Argue with yourself. Yes, it'll <laughs> bug. I'm like, Jeffrey, you can't, you can't leave because if I crack open that door of subpar performance, mm-hmm. if that door's just going to get kicked wide open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and kind of, I think we're going back to, I think one of the episodes we talked about legacy. 
Yeah. And um, I think for a lot of people, they may view my um, demand for perfection or demand for 110% as being an, a, an asshole. But um, I just know you crack open that door, yeah, someone's going to kick it in. Yeah. And um, it, it, it really, it really means a lot that I can put my name on yeah. on, on work I've done I love day it. in and day out. I love it. Um, so yeah, everything's been going really well, and I, I'm sure I'm jinxing. It. I'm sure it'll go absolute hell in a handbasket uh, tonight. But um, yeah, just man, I've just been having a blast. Really have. And in addition to just doing the normal cleaning of stores. I know I talked on here uh, for a while about the preventive maintenance program that I um, started doing. That has actually gotten a lot better, um, a lot more fluid. And I I knew I knew that was going to be a case, going to be the case. I knew it was going to take a couple of times of me kind of figuring out the the ropes on um, how things need to be done when they need to be done. And it's really working out well. I'm getting ready to do my second month in a row of the the preventive maintenance um, contracts, and that's really the piece of the business that I'm trying to grow. And so it, it just it 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 means a lot when I or I'm sorry it it helps out a lot when I, I look at it and I can see that I'm making progress and things are getting better. Um, it was a little rough starting out. There were a bunch of repairs that needed to be made to a bunch of equipment, which really isn't in um, the wheelhouse of preventive maintenance. But um, once we got those repairs squared away, things started um, working out a lot better. Um, and you and I talked about this a little bit earlier before we um, started recording, but I am kind of in the works of something that could be Something huge. It could be nothing. Um, I can't get into too much of it of details on it, just because I just don't know, you know, what it end up being. But possibly getting um, hooked up as like a subcontractor for um, a nationwide kind of uh, construction contracting mm-hmm. company that deals a lot with fast food restaurants, installing equipment, retrofitting equipment, things like that. Um, could be something that that ends up being a really good thing, or it you know, could not be anything. So, um, looking forward to doing that. Yeah, I just want to point out. I mean, to the listeners, because I mean, <clears throat> I, I like your attitude on that because, like, a lot of people will have they'll get too they'll get too ramped up on something. You know, like so they'll get like, oh, this could happen, and then like they put all their eggs in that basket, and eight times out of ten. It falls apart. Yeah. And so you just can't. So that's just, it's a very veteran move of you to be like, hey, this could be something. This could be nothing. And to not plan on it coming through and just carry on business. Exactly. Don't change what the course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that brings me to, to like a, a good, or thank you, because it brings me to a good point is um, the cleaning, the janitorial side of SFE services, although it's not where I want to really grow the business long term. It's the bread and butter of SFE services right now. Like it is the service that we provide night in and night out that pays my bills, that pays my employees' bills, um, that keeps this thing afloat, that allows me to explore other avenues um, to grow the business. 
And yeah, I, I can't with the preventive maintenance stuff. There was no guarantee that that it would work out, and there still is no guarantee. It's it's looking promising, but um, I didn't start off going into something that I didn't know would work. Kind of, I think it was it last episode. I think yeah, I think it was last episode talking about kind of the, the actual steps I took to leave um, Chick Fil A and and run SFE uh, full time. I had to make sure I had a viable business model that actually was bringing in revenue as opposed to leaving my full-time job, making good money and saying, I'm going to go do something and I've never made a dollar doing it. No, like the, 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 the janitorial side of SFE is what allows me to explore other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of helps me be able to say, Hey, this could be a big thing. Could not be a big thing. I don't know. And if it's not a big thing, no worries. I've still got still my course. Still yeah. got my bread and butter. Yep. Still going to keep kicking this rock uh, change down the road. We're all good. Um, so yeah, and so that, that's a really good position to be in. Yeah, um, it really helps you. It's it's a good position to, to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but on on the same token. Um, where a lot of people will throw their all their eggs in one basket on something that could be potentially good. I think that as a business owner, don't get too far ahead of yourself on throwing your all your eggs into one basket on something that could be potentially bad. Here's what I mean by that. There are multi, there's day in day out. I mean there's there will be so many times where something adverse will happen to you in the business. Don't freak out. It'll be, the sun will rise the next day. You'll be okay. Um, and that has taken a lot of training for me because sometimes I can be a very knee jerk person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've almost kind of trained myself to say, hey, um, even if things aren't going the way I want them to right now, just stay the course. Let's let's let things shake out. Um, don't freak out. It'll be, no need to fold up shop. Um, I think back to when I had 10 employees, you know, two years ago, how long it was. And they were just doing an absolute horrible job. Uh, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I had to I had to let eight of them go and you know had to cancel accounts and like at that moment i was just like holy like, this is it it's done like good ride you know i i i am a statistic of another small business that did not make it past the two-year mark thank you jeffrey for that statistic um but i just i think it was around that point where i just started telling myself like it'll be like as long as we keep moving forward as long as as long as we keep um keep the right mindset of this is this is what, what we want to do. This is what we want to settle for excellence. We want to keep growing. We want to do a great job. Like it, it'll all, it'll work out. Um, there's times when the business banking account gets tight. You know, you've had a lot of people work. You've had some expenses to grow the business and you're looking, you're looking at the days um, you know, payroll is about to be paid out in three days and 
four days out, you don't have money to cover it, and you're hoping those checks start coming into the mail. And you're you're just sitting there like, well, here we go. Let's see. Come on. And then two, three, two days before, no checks. One day before, oh, thank God I got a check in the mail. And I'm able to, able to cover payroll. You know, hey, it'll it will all shake out in the end. It really will. Um, and there's been times where those things have happened and the checks haven't come in the mail and I've had to take, you know, money out of my personal account and put it into the business to cover those payroll expenses. But, um, it'll all shake out in the end. Um, so, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk, talk briefly just kind of about how much of a blast I've been having, um, kind of show like the, the good side, the fun side of starting a small business and really kind of the joy that it has brought into my life. And um, yeah, man, I just, I think back to being in high school and people are like, man, you need to go to college and you do this, this thing, that thing. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Blah, blah, blah. Like, being a janitorial or facility maintenance service for fast food restaurant. That, like, that wasn't even a thought. I didn't even make it to my top 10 list of occupations. Well, like, yeah. No, like, I mean, it's just, but it's just, it's crazy um, how life works. It's crazy how God works. You know, just, you, yeah, it, it, it'll, it will all shake out. It, and it's just, there's so much, so much to be said in that. You, you execute the opportunities that are put in front of you. Yeah. That's what you do. What you got to do. Because um, you never, a lot of times you never know when those opportunities will come again. No. Um, hey, I did have one more kind of little um, topic um, I wanted to get into. Um, did, did I go over? Was this one going to be? Was this going to be a two-part episode? Did I go over that? I don't know. If, if we'll, we'll chop it up. I can't remember if, remember if I said that or not. Um, but but in, nonetheless, in this episode, I, I wanted to touch on kind of the the current labor market. And without getting political, I know, you know, a lot of this, you know, the current labor shortage, quote unquote, that is being had right now. I know a lot of it's driven by COVID-19 and the stimulus checks and the unemployment benefits that were sent out, um, you know, a year or so ago. Um, nonetheless, no matter what the cause is, we, we got to face the fact that we're in a tight labor market, tight meaning there are more jobs available than there are people to work them right and right. and but it's not like there's been a massive like disappearance of people like the same amount of people are still here you know um obviously it's few mm -hmm. passed away from covid you know rest in peace but uh it's what what happened and that's not really what i'm trying to get into is what I'm really looking at is I know there's there's a lot of debate over minimum wage and uh, raising the national or federal minimum wage mm -hmm. to $15 an hour. And everybody's just, it's been a long running thing forever. Minimum wage hasn't changed in since what, 2012, mm -hmm. 2010? It's been the longest, you know, streak that it that it's gone without changing. And um, now you look anywhere and Fast food restaurants are starting out in that thirteen to fifteen dollar yeah. hour range. Mm -hmm. FedEx, Amazon, UPS—they're twenty, twenty-two dollars an hour. Yeah, they've um, always been high. 
And and they used to be the yeah. 15 to 17 dollar right. an hour. Yeah, that was my so, first job. Right. UPS. And so that kind of just there's so many businesses struggling right now. And they don't know how to adjust. And this kind of goes back to something I talked about in, in, in an episode of taking care of your employees and paying them, you know, uh, a, a respectable wage. And I just look at I me mean, right now. Businesses are realizing that you cannot run your business without employees. You can't. And there comes a point where you have to to think, okay, do I want to stay in business? But do I want to risk going out of business? Or do I want to pay employees more so I can stay in business? Mm -hmm. And I think the tides have kind of shifted to where if businesses want to stay afloat, Mm-hmm. They have to pay their employees more. Yeah. And um, I think it's great. Um, I think it um, it really shows a lot of businesses that um, there's there's profit. Obviously, everybody's in business to make a profit. I'm in business to make a profit. But at, at what point is there too much profit? I don't, I don't, and I'm not trying to get too sticky on that issue. But... Um, I think I think there's a lot of businesses that see their profit and they just want to see that number grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily recognize what is allowing that to grow and grow and grow and I, th- I think about there's a company down in Memphis, Tennessee uh, I think it's Barnhart Crane and Rigging and I, I don't I can, I can look up the, the articles um, on it but I believe there's two brothers and don't, don't don't quote me on that, but I believe they're the owners of the business. And last I read or last I heard, they pay themselves a hundred thousand dollar a year salary, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that allows them to pay their employees better, have better benefits, things like that. And they've got a great, and they've got probably the number one crane business in the mid south, you know, southern United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's just a lot to be said about obviously wanting to make profit, but not having profit be your number one goal that just mm-hmm. you think is just an endless number mm-hmm. that just is supposed to grow and grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Um, so that's all I really want to talk about with that is, you know, business can't run without employees. Mm-hmm. And I think we're realizing um, <clears throat> that that's the case and businesses that historically – um, it was kind of like a fight to the bottom, a race to the bottom yeah. when it comes to wage are now um, kind of reversing course and kind of racing to the top. Who can pay the most <laughs> to get employees? Yeah. So, But I think, I think it makes sense even profit-wise to pay your employees well because do you have anything on your docket that's more expensive than training a new employee? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think – uh, what was it? Um, back in Chick Fil A world, I think it was like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars yeah. to train a new employee. So yeah, you don't want to dilly dally around with minimum wage if yeah. you're gonna have to spend that much every time a new employee. Comes exactly. Out. So it can be profit driven. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Everybody wins with good employees and good pay. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's I mean that that can be a debate for for later, but um, there's profit. And then I think you run a business, you pay all your bills, you pay all your employees. 
you know, you're the business owner, you maybe have a certain percentage that you take from business profit or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you need profits as capital to grow the business and buy resources and, and goods and things like that to grow. And I was like, but man, outside of that, what's left over? There's something left over after that. Let's take that and redistribute it, I think, you mm-hmm. know, and to, to, to wages. Um, but that's just the way I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the model I've um, followed, which is why I start out all my employees at no less than $20 an hour, mm-hmm. um, which probably in the next year is probably going to be $25 an hour with you know the way things are going. Yeah. Um, but I want to stay ahead of that curve. And um, that's just the way I think about it, man. You got to yeah. take care of the people that take care of you. So. Um, Dan, got anything else for episode five? No, I mean, I could debate you on the economics of some of those decisions all day, but that's for another episode. Maybe a private episode. Oh, man, I can't. I will light Wait. you. Oh, uh, and shareholder, oh, shareholder equity. No. That's... I have made about seven or eight chocolatinis <laughs> before, I would just vomit from my mouth. I'm, I'm just an a-hole with an MBA. So yeah. I, I debate about that kind of yeah. stuff. Emphasis on the a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks. <laughs> no, nothing else. That was great. Cool. Yeah, I had fun, guys. Um, yeah, running a small business, starting a small business does have it up. Have it does have its ups and downs. But uh, man, those lows can be low. But man, those highs can be really high. And uh, I think I'm riding a high right now. So thank you, guys, again for listening to Wide Open Podcast, and we'll catch you next time for episode six. See you.